0: The question of the day is Has anyone seen a team with four games left in an NFL season with their fans wanting their team to lose more than this one? Ever in the history of the National Football League? Why do that's want the Saints to lose to the Giants this Sunday in the Superdome and to everyone else? It's the question of the day, the question that must be answered. Are fans realistic? Are they as just as out there as this administration and coaching staff? We're going to get to it all. We're going to have a lot of fun. Don't go anywhere. Well, where would you go? I mean, you didn't come here to just listen to the intro. Dattitude is up next. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude and he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where are you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends elsewhere, out there, who have... Chopped all their wood for the winter. Just like good boys and girls. You done finished choppy, chop, chop, chopping that wood. No more. It can be warm. It's going to be warm around here. It can be warm on Dattitude, Episode number 198. Can you believe they let me go this far? 198. Here on a Friday, December the 15th, 2023. I am Jim Derry, Swartz Betting Rider. At the Times Picayune, the Advocate, and BetNola.com, and for all those Saints fans out there who think it can't be any worse than it is right now, you cray, cray, cray. Did you watch that Chargers Raiders game last night? Sixty-three to twenty-one, and it wasn't that close. Sixty-three to twenty-one. At one point in the game, uh, we got home from dinner, and I'm like, "Ah, this, this game looks like it sucks." I went in the back, and my wife and I had been watching a movie on Wednesday night, and she fell asleep through half of it like she usually does. And so I went back and found the spot where she fell asleep and turned it on. And I kind of just, you know, I I laid in the bed. I kind of fell asleep, too, like just a little mini cat nap or whatever. And uh, when it was over, I woke up, turned it on whatever she wanted to turn it on, went back in the front room. And it was sixty-three to seven. Like, what the hell is going on here, Brandon Staley? You are so fired. I mean, fire, 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 fire. You know, we um, we like to play Dennis Allen clips on Monday mornings on Derry's Dime. Yeah, I want you to hear what a real coach who is uh, knows his neck is going to be whacked. Whether it be later today, as we, again, it's Friday, December the 15th. Um, I don't know if it's going to be by the time you listen to this show or on January the 9th, 8th or 9th or whatever day it is. Somewhere between now and January the 9th, Brandon Staley is going to get fired. There is a 100.0% chance that Brandon Staley is going to get fired before January the 9th. Again, I don't know exactly the day. If I knew that, I'd be Nostradamus. Or maybe I'd be Dean Spanos. I don't know. But it could be a whole lot worse, Hudats, which is the topic of today's ge- today's show. As you see it, you can read. You clicked on it because you can read. Why do Hudats want the Saints to lose to the Giants and everyone else? Is it realistic? Will it solve any problems? I've given my thoughts on this before, but I haven't really talked about it in a little bit because... I've kind of been on the side of who does the past few weeks because I've been frustrated too. Have the Saints quit on their coaching staff? Uh, At times, maybe. Is it Derek Carr's fault? What the hell's going on? I mean, we all know, though, I mean, be realistic. And that's all I ask for when we talk about these things. Be realistic. What does it accomplish if the Saints lose? to the New York Giants, and then proceed to lose to everyone else. Does it get Dennis Allen fired? Probably if he loses all four. But what good does that do? I'm going to get to that in just a minute. Larry Holder's on the show today, as he is every Friday. Larry Holder of The Athletic, my good friend. Um, He laughs when I call him amigo or bud because uh, I make fun of him sometimes. It's only when he makes bad picks, but you know what? His picks have been pretty spot on this year. He's been like, I am interested to see what he says about the Saints and the Giants this week and see if we're on the same page because I think he's hit on like four or five of these things in a row. Um, I have my thoughts on the Saints-Giants game. We're going to get to all that in a little bit with Larry. We talk about that. We talk about uh, what we're talking about here. Is it realistic to ask, to want, not ask, they're not going to lose on purpose. I mean, I guess t- teams do. This team won't. Um, but is it realistic to what does it solve the problem? I'm going to get Larry's opinion. You're going to get mine before we even get to Larry. That's coming up. And then we talk about uh, the marquee games in week 15 of the NFL. Man, it is crazy. It's 10 days to Christmas, man. Have you finished your Christmas shopping? I'm not, I didn't even start yet. I mean, I, look. One thing about football season, I love football season, don't get me wrong, but one thing when you're working and, you know, my job now is basically focusing on football almost 12 months out of the year. So when it, when it actually is football season, I almost don't have time to do hardly anything else. And those of you who have listened to this show more than five or six times have heard me say this before at some point. You go to bed in August and you wake up, it's January. And that is absolutely the truth for someone who works in this business. Now, I'm not complaining because I'd rather do this than be on someone's roof in July. Or try to fix their electricity or whatever. Or be a plumber. God save those people. I wouldn't want your job at all. I'm so thankful and grateful for the people who, you know... And I mean this sincerely, like pick up my trash, uh, whatever, work in any sort of public service, any of those things, what you do is way more important than what I do, and it's a whole lot harder than what I do. Um, It is what it is. But, you know, when you work in this business, sometimes, especially lately, God, I feel like uh, time is flying by. I'm watching my kids grow up so fast. I mean, I'm an old dad as it is, and watching them grow up, man, it goes by. So that's why it's like, you know, it kind of relates to sports in a way. You know, I always say enjoy the time you have. What People who are rooting there for their team to lose. You're rooting for your team to lose, but you might not even be here next year. I mean, I hate to be morbid, but it's the truth. Why don't you enjoy what you have? I asked the uh, the other day if... um, anyone had ever seen a quarterback arguing with their center on the field of play and kind of like, you know, I didn't expect anyone to respond, but, you know, by the way, if you want to respond to anything here in the show or give a comment, ask a question whatever, I'm going to read it on the air. I'm like Ron Burgundy. You, you, you put it on the teleprompter. I'm going to read it at J Derry or not. I keep saying that theadvocate.com or at Jim Derry Jr. on Twitter, X, whatever the hell you want to call it. But anyway, I asked, um, with the Derek Carr, Eric McCoy thing, uh, I asked if anyone had ever seen their quarterback argue with a center on the field. And I got a response from Brian Cavett, th- I'm assuming it's Cavett, or th- it's either Cavett or Cavey. Uh, So, Brian, I I apologize if I'm mispronouncing your name. But um, he sent me a clip of Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday arguing on the sideline. And I'd forgotten about this. I saw this clip many, many years ago. But uh, there's a clip on YouTube. It's easy to find. I'm not going to play it here. But uh, of Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday arguing after a drive uh, where – Apparently, Jeff Saturday wanted them to run the ball a whole lot more now. Jeff Saturday ended up being a coach, at least for a little while. So maybe he knows what he's talking about. But uh, they showed the clip, them arguing, and then sort of having to be separated by another lineman who went up and basically told Peyton Manning to shut the hell up. And Peyton Manning backed up pretty quickly. The thing is, that was on the sideline. This was on the field. So that's, it's kind of different. So I've still no one has yet to show me. A moment where a quarterback and a center have been fighting on the field of play. I want to see that. If it's happened, I want to see that. But Brian also writes that he loves the show. At least one sports writer telling it like it is, you know, it's funny, I'm going to get to this again. I want to get to this clip about Brandon Staley. I didn't forget about it. I want you to hear not only what a coach who is waiting for his neck to be chopped sounds like, but the media, and the media these days, it's not the same media that when I was growing up in this business. The media when I was growing up in this business was ruthless. They weren't scared of anybody. You can go find clips of them asking Jim Mora questions he didn't like, asking Mike Ditka questions he didn't like, and their responses. What do you think those responses came from? They came from questions that just... Media didn't care. They just ask whatever. They don't ask those things anymore until they get pissed off and fed up. And now it's funny because the people who cover the charges are getting pissed off and fed up. So they're just asking whatever, man. They're just—they're like, "What is this going to do? Going to do? He ain't going to be here." They'll just ask him. We're going to get to that in a minute. But uh, yeah, I, so the sports writer. My point is, the sports writers here in New Orleans are starting to turn on Dennis Allen a little bit, and I—and I do mean a little bit. They're they're asking him finally asking. It took them weeks. Well, I guess more than a year if you really want to go back to last year because they didn't ask him anything. Tough. They didn't ask him why Andy Dalton stayed in forever. They're not really asking him now why Derek Carr is playing injured a little bit. But uh, they're they're finally asking him questions that are getting him peeved just a little bit. Is Dennis Allen going to turn into Brandon Staley? I don't know. So Brian finishes with. Uh, he knows it would never happen, at least not yet. But Benson and Lauscha need to clean house. The front office is horrible. I don't know if I agree with horrible. That's, that's, that's a strong word, the front office. I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of what Mickey Loomis has been able to do. I know Sean Payton, he got lucky. Don't get me wrong. But there are a lot of things that go beyond the scenes that people don't know about. Uh, Brian says he was thinking back to the early 2000s. Uh, Loomis took the reins at GM as Oh one. And I believe that is when he took the reins. If you look what he's done through 05 and then the 22, 23 seasons, he is sub 500 as a GM. Sure. Oh five was an anomaly, but do you really think that Mr. Backwoods pass run around in circles was going to lead them to a winning record? Aaron Brooks was such a bad decision. You want to know the only reason? that Mickey Mouse has 200 wins as a GM, look westward to Denver. Please, please start pounding the table to fire everybody. I'm sorry, Brian. I'm not going to do that. Uh, I said this the other day on Bayou Bets, and I completely believe this. Um, Mickey Loomis, no matter what you think of Mickey Loomis, and I know a lot of people don't believe this, but I do. I think Mickey Loomis has earned the right to resign, retire, whatever you want to call it. When he wants to. That's how long. He's been here for 20 something years, this team. And look, it's only one Super Bowl, I get it. But one Super Bowl is more than a lot of other teams have. We're talking about the Chargers. How many Super Bowls do they have? The Jacksonville Jaguars have been through a whole lot. How many Super Bowls do they have? How many Super Bowls do the Raiders have in the last 20 years? I mean, you can go down the list. I mean, how many teams do we want to throw in here? How many Super Bowls do the Atlanta Falcons, how many have they won in the last 20 years? Well, we know one they lost. Just go down the list. I mean, the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers, they won one Super Bowl. The Minnesota Vikings, how many Super Bowls do they have? You want me to keep going? The Washington Redskins slash football team slash commanders, how many many championships do they have? I mean, you go down the list. It's not easy to win a Super Bowl, man. It's not easy to find the right combination. And I know a lot of you say, well, this ain't it. And, and it's probably not. But Mickey Loomis has earned the right to, to be here. He has. He's going to resign. He's going to retire soon enough. I promise you. I don't think he wants to go through a whole other rebuild. And honestly, that's kind of where this team is. What is a losing? What is a coach? Does Dennis Allen sound like Brandon Staley yet? Because this is what Brandon Staley sounded like after his team completely quit on him last night. Lost 63-21, to and it wasn't that close. Do you personally feel there's a disconnect between yourself and the locker room, the players? I don't. Do
1: you expect to be the coach here tomorrow?
0: I don't know that. Do you
1: think you should
0: be? Yes. I know that what I've done here for three years and I know what I put into this and, um, you know, I know that we're capable of going. Uh, I know the type of coach that I am. I believe in myself. Um, But again, this isn't about me. This is about a a group that's hurting in there. We got to get some rest and we got to get ready for Buffalo. Dead man walking. That's dead man walking. Brandon Staley. Look, I'm going to say this and as I get into my point and I know it took me a long time to get to my point. I have been the biggest... I mean, I have nothing to do with the charge. I could care less with the charges, win, lose, draw, whatever. It doesn't make a difference to me. I don't have any money on them. I don't usually... I mean, unless I'm betting that their particular game, it is what it is. That All that being said, the collapse last year in the playoffs and the fact that he got another chance. I have been as down on Brandon Staley and have ripped him probably as much as any Chargers fan. I hate the way he coaches. I I hate just the things that he does during a game. I I am more against these analytics coaches than almost any person out there. I think the analytics are ruining the game of football. I dare anyone to name me one good analytics coach that has done anything. I mean, you can... Bring out points here and there, but when it comes down to brass tacks, if you got an analytics coach against an old school coach, I'm gonna take the old school coach. I don't care if something's 52.8% and something else is 47.2%. It makes no difference to me whatsoever. You got a coach on gut and feel is as much of coaching as anything. Brandon Staley doesn't have a gut and a feel, he coaches by a card. Card gets you fired. All that being said, listening to that press conference made me kind of sad. Made me feel bad for this guy. And I know people say, you know what, they make millions of dollars or whatever, you shouldn't feel sad. You know what, I still do. Money can't buy you happiness, it can't buy you love, it can't buy you all kinds of things. And if someone's as miserable as he is, obviously miserable... And he's got to spend the next however long it is until they finally cut the neck, pull the noose, whatever it is, whatever metaphor you want to use. That dude's got to go into work every day. He's lost that football team. Has Dennis Allen lost the Saints? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think Dennis Allen's lost the Saints. I don't think it's gone that far. But you got to have feelings. These, these are people. And the way that I've heard hoodats and Saints fans talk about Dennis Allen, and look, I'm guilty of it too. I'm calling him Paul Bunyan. I'm joking about Chop, Chop, Chop at the Wood. I mean, now he provided the material, so I mean it's easy to joke about something when, when the, the guy himself provides the material. But what some hoodats, many hoodats, I should say, not some maybe almost a majority now, are asking for. They want their team to lose. There are fans out there that want their team to lose on purpose. To do what? What does losing on purpose do for you? And I mean for you. All it does is... You can't tell me realistically, if you're a Saints fan, that you're sitting in front of a television and watching a live game, and the Saints throw an interception and it's run back for a touchdown that you're cheering. You can't tell me that. You might think about it afterwards and, like, say, you know, pretend like you're happy, lie to yourself and tell yourself that you're happy that they threw a pick six. There's Derek Carr sucks again. Does that really make you happy? No, it, it infuriates you even more. There isn't a, I dare to find a video of someone and in the, in the live moment, not something that you taped yourself watching a replay, you rewound it. I want to see someone that's actually happy when it happens. I know this fans that already bought their tickets, ain't showing up anymore because they don't want to see it. Now that's one thing. If you don't want to see it and you want to go off and do something else on Sunday, That's one way to pretend like you want your team to lose because then you can just look at the score and find out whether they lost or not. And if they lost, you can't tell me in that first moment you found out they lost that you're happy. You cannot tell me that. I don't believe it. What does losing do for you? Nothing. It infuriates you even more. And losing isn't necessarily going to accomplish the goal that you want to accomplish. I don't think the Saints are capable of losing all four games, okay? So let's get that out of the way. They're too good. They're too talented. Not good isn't the right word. They're too talented to lose all four games the rest of the way, I think. I mean, I think they could go out and go one and three, but I doubt it. I mean, you're going to hear my prediction in this game in a little bit. I think that two and two is the realistic floor of this football team. I think they're either going to go 2-2 two and two the rest of the way or 3-1. If they go 3-1, and one, they're probably going to win the division. Not for sure, because Tampa Bay or Atlanta could go 3-1 and one as well, and we all know that if the Saints end up in a tiebreaker with either one of those teams, they're going to lose. The Saints aren't going to win any tiebreakers. So all you fans out there that want them to lose, you're going to get your wish if the Saints end up in a tie with the Falcons or the Buccaneers or both. But I just don't think I, I I think it's gonna come down, someone's gonna win it. And I honestly think it's gonna come down to the final game of the year against the Atlanta Falcons. That's what I believe right now. But if the so if the Saints go two and two, let's say they go two and two, and they're eight and nine, I know what you want them to do, and I'm on your side. So I'm not by the way, people think that when I say this kind of stuff that I'm backing Dennis Allen and think they shouldn't fire him. I don't I like Dennis Allen as a person. I mean this wholeheartedly. I think he's a super nice guy. You know, and sometimes when I finish a show and I made fun of him for 40 minutes, I'm not I'm not joking here. Sometimes when I finish a show and I realize you know, that's kind of a harsh. Sometimes I say things I think that are a little too harsh. People write me and they're, they're glad that I said what I said or whatever, and it makes them feel better, but sometimes a little too harsh, I think. I don't think Dennis Allen hasn't done a good job as a head coach because for a lack of trying, I think he's busting his ass. I make fun of Pete Carmichael probably more than anyone. I've said this before. I think Pete Carmichael's trying. He didn't want the job in the first place. He shouldn't have been in there. That's administration's fault. All this being said, long-winded answer here. What does losing do for your team? And the answer is nothing. You don't know what it's going to do. Anything's better than this. I've heard my own son say this. Anything's better than what we got now. Really? Did you listen to the Brandon Staley press conference? That's why I played it. Because anything or anyone is not better than what they have right now. This team is in a bad spot right now. It's in a bad spot going forward. I said this yesterday. Whatever the over-under win total is next year for this team, no matter who's coaching it, I'm betting the under. Why? Because this team has so many problems next year, this salary cap stuff is going to catch up to them next year. One of the main reasons why I don't think they're going to get rid of Dennis Allen is because I don't think that realistically, and I hope I'm wrong because I hate watching this crap like you hate watching it, but I don't think realistically this team can move, take a step forward next year. For those of you old enough to remember the Saints back in the days of Mike Ditka, uh, think back to then. Think back what you went through as a fan. That's kind of where this team is right now. Are their records better than that? But they were a team, when Jim Mora was leaving and when Sean Payton was leaving, the team was going downhill, right? It was going in the wrong direction. Jim Mora saw it about the same time Sean Payton did, maybe a little bit sooner, which is why Jim Mora quit in the middle of the season. It wasn't quite as bad as when Sean Payton left, but think about the reasoning why Sean Payton left. Sean Payton didn't leave because he was burned out. Bullshit. I don't buy it. Don't buy it for one second that he left because he was burned out. A burned out coach doesn't leave for a year and come right back. The dude left because he saw what was coming. He saw where this team was financially. All the pushing the salary cap forward crap came back to bite him in the ass, and he knew that it was going to come back to bite him in the ass. You, you can't put lipstick on a pig. You can't keep kicking the can down the road and expecting that it's never going to finally bite you. You signed Derek Carr to the contract. You signed him. You can hate it all you want, but they did it. Was it the right move? Doesn't look like it right now. But they're married to Derek Carr this year and next year. You can hate them all you want. You can want the Saints to lose all you want. It's not going to change the fact that Derek Carr is going to be the starting quarterback for this team on September whatever next year. There's about a, and I'm not exaggerating, and it's not, this dude knows everything. I had somebody say this on by you, this dude knows, I'm being realistic. You got to be real. You got to think about in the moment what is realistic. And realistically, there's about a 90% chance that Derek Carr is the starting quarterback next whatever, week one next year. And you think about that and what this team might be able to bring in next year and be realistic about it. They're not going to fire Dennis Allen. They're going to do what the Chargers did last year to Brandon Staley, and they're going to force him to make changes to his staff. They'll bring in a a quote-unquote real offensive coordinator. He'll make other changes to his staff. But there's about... There's at least a 70 to 75% chance that Dennis Allen is going to be the head coach of this team next year. You might not want to hear it. You might not want it. But that's probably what's going to happen. Because, again, why would you bring in a new coach to change what you can't change? This is one of the oldest teams in the NFL. You're not going to be able to resign a lot of these guys. Next year, you're going to have inexperienced players that this team is on track to win like three or four games next year. I don't like it. You don't like it. All this w- wanting your team to lose crap, karma is is a is an MF. And it's going to bite you in the butt. Because you know what? This team's going to lose on its own next year. So why wouldn't you enjoy it for now? Why wouldn't you enjoy the moment right now? The team's got a chance to win a division championship, which might be the last one for a while. A realistic chance. You can say, th- you can think they're as bad, they're not nearly as bad as you think they are. They're not good, but they're not nearly as bad as you think they are. Rooting for your team does nothing. No matter what age you are, there is no guarantee that you will be on this planet come September, whatever. And what does losing get you? It gets you a whole lot of frustration. Because you're frustrated if they lose, don't tell me you're not, you're full of it. If You're lying if you're telling me you're not. If you're telling me you want them to lose for real, you don't really mean that. Because you get mad, you still get mad when they lose. You still get mad when they do dumb things. If you really wanted them to lose, you wouldn't get mad when they did dumb things. So you're going to be frustrated if they lose, and you're going to be frustrated if they win. What good does that do for you? Nothing. You might as well root for them to win and hope things change because I'm telling you, call me Bob Breck. Call me Nash Roberts. Call me whatever you want. Today's weatherman. I don't care. Margaret or Call me whoever you want. I'm predicting the weather, and there's about a 95% chance. You know how there's a 95% chance of rain on Saturday here in New Orleans with bad weather, and we got to be careful? I'm giving you the forecast now. There's about a 90% chance this team's going to be awful next year. Giving you a heads up. I don't care who the coach is. Bill Belichick comes to New Orleans. Doesn't matter. The ghost of Vince Lombardi. Rises from the dead and says, The first thing, his first words out of his mouth as he rises from the ashes is, I want to coach the New Orleans Saints. Saints are still going to be a four win team next week, next year. Bill Walsh comes back from the dead. Doesn't get any better. Doesn't matter. You got to be realistic. It helps. Trust me. It helps. You still get mad in the moment, but it helps you realize where you are. And where this team is right now is they have a chance to win a division championship. Even with if, even if it's with the master of the choppity chop, chop in the wood. That's what they got. That's what this team is. Might be the last chance for a long time. Live with it. Embrace it. Enjoy it. Embrace the next five weeks of football. It might not be this good again for years. It might be. They might turn around like they might get lucky again and get a Sean Payton, a Sean Payton type, a young coach who knows what he's doing, a Brian Dable who can turn things around, and then you go back down and then you come back up, and who knows? Not likely. They could be good in a few years, but enjoy the moment. You don't know when you're going to have it again. All right, let's bring on Larry. Um, again, these are one of those rare times when usually I do the interview with the guest first, and then I do my monologue, but I had something to say. And I listened to that Brandon Staley press conference and uh, after that game, and it reminded me of what I've been saying. And, like, when people say, it can't get worse. Oh, you want to bet it can get worse. It most certainly can get worse. Just think about that when you watch the game on Sunday. Let's see what Larry has to say. We're going to talk about it here with Larry Holder of The Athletic. My old friend, what is going on? Have you finished your Christmas shopping? That is the question of the morning.
1: No, I have not. But that's about par for the course. That's like, what the, the, like the weekend before Christmas is usually the time when you get it all done. So yeah. my wife does not like that idea. She wants it all done. but
0: It is mine. Yep, my, I, am, I am Mr. Procrastinator, and that's why my wife at some point in the last few years has decided she's just taking it over. Like, she just buys everything now, and then she lets me know about it. She lets me know that she bought everything, like, many times throughout the course of the Christmas season, and, you know, there, there you go. So it is what it is. She's at better.
1: least they stick with us, because it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically am, that point, but hey.
0: Yeah, I mean, people who listen to Dattitude and think that I, I'm miserable, imagine living with me. I mean, it's, 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 man. So the question of the day uh, is there. You see in the headline, but we're going to talk about all kinds of things this morning. We're going to condense everything into 30 minutes. We Larry and I usually like to talk for about 45, 50 minutes tonight. Today, we're going to condense it into 30, 35 minutes. I also have a longer monologue than usual that I've already recorded. We have two things to do here uh, in the Saints section. And that is one to talk about the Saints and the Giants and the question above, the Saints can't beat Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito, whatever you want to call them. You can forget about it. I mean, that's our pawn of the day. But we're also going to talk about Saints fans out there wanting their team to lose and whether it's a good idea and if it accomplishes anything. And we are going to reference Brandon Staley at some point in the show, I promise you. So those are some things we're going to talk about. As Uncle Big Nick says, living with me could be a reality show. There is zero question that is true. Larry, before we get into the Giants part of it, I want to talk about the last part first. And, I, again, I spent a lot of time this morning talking about what losing does for your team. What's your opinion of this?
1: Well, you could certainly be in worse spots. And the thing is, for the Saints right now, everything is actually still in front of them. I mean, the, you could look at the four games they have left. They've all become toss-ups. So it actually means something. Like this game matters. Right. So I think it's it's a double. You know, it's I've been saying it for a bunch of weeks. You know, it depends if you're a glass half full, glass half empty kind of a person. Like, do you do you see? Do you want the Saints to be uh, like the Chargers, where they totally gave up? I mean, they gave up, and I'm surprised, even though it's what. 10:03 Pacific. That Brandon Staley still has a job.
0: Well, it would be 10:03 Central. It's 8:03 Pacific.
1: That's what. I, yeah. Tomato potato. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Same. Same thing. Sure. So, other something. than that. Other, I mean, other than yeah. my, my 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 failed time zone uh, uh, conversion. Rumble uh, math, baby. Exactly. But you uh, you don't want to be the Chargers, and they're in. A, look, they have a quarterback that they're just squandering. I mean, I know Justin Herbert's been banged up. Uh, the last couple of years, but you have a quarterback in place. It reminds me a little bit of when the Saints were kind of uh, kind of wasting Drew Brees a- away, but at least, you know, they w- they didn't quit, like they didn't just right. quit on him. And so that that's where they are. Like the Saints, uh, it, you know, I, you see frustration from the players and I know there's frustration in the fan base, but they still won last week. But 22 points, regardless of how it looked, and
0: regardless of fighting, infighting, and all that stuff.
1: Exactly, and that's part of what I'm talking about. How it looks, uh, but still, uh, they have themselves in a position to still win a division, get into the playoffs. And you look, that's to me. I think if you're a Saints fan, you know, you know me. I'm I don't win or lose with this team. It's just it's just the nature of the job. But if you're a Saints fan. I would still think that that this would be what you still want them to be in a race trying to get to the playoffs. I mean, you want that for your team, even though you might not feel like they're the best team in the NFC uh, or or really a, a viable Super Bowl contender at this point.
0: Proof positive, I think, that this team hasn't quit because I know a lot of fans out there have talked about whether this quit. By the way, if you would like to comment on this, you're more than welcome to. Just leave a comment in the comment stream. I'll see it here. We will put it on the screen, uh, and whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. And actually, now I think if you leave a, a comment on Twitter, that also shows up. We'll find out. You can try it. Um, but I think proof number one, piece of proof number one that they haven't quit is you go back two games ago to the Lions game. You're down 21 points to the Detroit Lions and early in the game. And they're, they're looking on the sideline. They look like the Chargers looked last night heads down, we stink, we're going to get bombed today, but yet they came back and fought. And so I think that's proof that they have not quit on this team. It's proof that maybe they do have more heart than a lot of us give them credit for that. They're going out and fighting. And so regardless of what anyone thinks, I think this team is still trying to win, still trying their damnedest.
1: I agree. I really do. And uh, you look. Know, that's that's something that we talk about coaching staff and you know do, are they buying into what they're what, what's being sold and in some part I guess so like I, I guess they are now you could see it and we all saw it last week I mean there's certainly some frustration offensively and okay. it certainly surrounds what's happening at quarterback and uh, whether you know, the offensive line is trusting what Derek Carr's doing or vice versa. I mean, we've seen Michael Thomas outwardly, however he wants to put it. I mean, he, he dumped his Twitter page just because uh, he knows what he did. And he's, you know, trying to play coy, but we all knew he was, he was. Yeah,
0: there throwing were, actually, shots at Derek there Carr. were actually people, there were actually people defending Michael Thomas. Um, and the, the defense was, well, he's not wrong well, you could say things that aren't wrong and that are going to get you fired all the time. You don't say that stuff in the middle of a game when you're supposed to be, you know, I get you hurt, but you're not supposed to be on Twitter talking bad about the people you work with. I can imagine how that would go over. If I was, if I were taught in the middle of a workday, I just started tweeting stuff about my boss and, uh, you know, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. and it's- go over well. <laughs> no, no, I don't think I'll be uh, tweeting uh, at the Athletic and just uh, just going to town. I don't think that would that would uh, yeah. go timely or going like our. I like slack. getting paid
0: every other week. They, they yeah, keep go in our me. Slack
1: and just start ripping people. I don't, yeah. I don't think that, and that's internally much less externally. Yeah. So yeah, I don't think that would that would fly, and uh, you know, so I, I think that uh, look. Who, Michael Thomas might not ever play for the Saints again. I mean, at at, at this point, I'm I, I'm no, assuming I I'm assuming that that's not going to happen. No, they're, but, they're uh, not paying him. Yeah, well, I'm just to say, I'm just saying we're, they're not. Why would he come back this year? Like, you know, I don't think. I, I think oh no, Saints, I don't.
0: No, no reason. Yeah, because yeah, I mean, he's on him. IR.
1: He could, but I don't think that. I think they're going to be like, let's let's let this go away. Uh, but still, we're seeing. Pieces like Taysom Hill's trying to fight to get back on the field, like Rashid Shaheed. Uh, look, look, like he could be back. Like so, there's, a, you know, there's actually pieces there. And for what it's worth, look, Derek Carr wants to play hurt. Right. Like so, I mean, he's giving it all. Guy he's got. actually cares, right. Regardless of what you say. So yeah,
0: there's no doubt about that. Going,
1: yeah, yeah. So like that's there. At least that is there. Yeah.
0: Team, mom, team Mama's telling us hello. We, we appreciate the love uh, from all of our people watching. And again, if you want to leave a comment or a question, have a question for Larry or I, leave it in the comment stream and we'll talk about it. But here's my thing. And when I talk about this, and it kind of bothers me, I guess, because I've been on Dennis Allen the last few weeks a ton. Um, I question a lot of things that this team has done. You know, they're six and seven. Uh, you, there might be the most underachieving team in the league. But when you look at what happened to the Chargers last night, in sixty-three to seven, you got Dead Man Walking and Brandon Staley. And if you know, I play this in my monologue. So when we're done here, you guys want to listen to what I had to say. I actually had a half an hour monologue this morning going through this. And uh, you can search for data to wherever you get your podcast. But if you listen to Brandon Staley's tone, Dead Man Walking. I mean, I I've been on him as much as I've been on anyone for over the past three years. I I can't stand analytics coaches. They to me. Staley is a defensive-minded coach, and he hasn't done a damn thing. And, and how he survived last year, I have no idea. But that being said, listening to him last night actually felt awful for the guy. I mean, he's still a human being. And, I like, people are rooting for coaches to get fired. And, you know, what's it going to prove? What is it going to do? It, people say, Saints fans say it can't get any worse than it is right now. But I disagree. I think it can get worse. So all losing does is frustrate you in the near term. Because you can't say, even if you're rooting for your team, you're not really rooting for your team to lose. You might, in the general sense, want your team to lose so they'll fire their coach. But when you're watching the game in the moment, you can't tell me you're actually rooting for your team to lose. That you're not frustrated if Derek Carr throws a pick six. You're not laughing and happy about it. You're pissed off in the moment. So, I mean, I just don't understand what what rooting for your team to lose actually does. And I'd be happy to hear from anyone who who is rooting for the, the Saints to lose.
1: Well, sometimes you laugh because other thing; otherwise, you would just cry. So it's like it's like the the laughter of, oh my gosh! Like you, you know, you see the pick six or something wild like that, and you're just like, huh! You're like you can't help but laugh because it's you're frustrated with it. But but no, I mean the thing is that if you see and look at the landscape of the NFL, and I, look, I think the Saints are the most underachieving team because they had a winnable division, they had agree. pieces. And they're more underachieving than the Chargers because I didn't expect the Chargers to win the AFC West. Right. So they're more. The Saints are. Are I, I would. I would say for me the, the most underachieving team, uh, because they they had the best quarterback going in, best pieces. Like they should. They should be. They should be winning this division, and they're not. They and they should be winning either. games. They they should and they haven't. And so that's. But still, um, there's. Uh, they've actually still positioned themselves. Uh, to stay in this thing. and look, I, I remember uh, probably leading up to the Lions game. I remember us talking about it and I say, oh, all right, well, if the if the Saints lose this game, which I which I think a lot of people assume they would even before the season started, you'd lose to Detroit. right But still, you're five and seven and then you looked at the next two games. You said Carolina, you can win that game, and they did handily uh, at, at, by the end. And the Giants, this is still – this is a very winnable game. I mean, Giants playing better, more of a toss-up, but winnable game. Then you get to seven and seven. And I've said it, and you know I've said it time and time again, that 10 was the ceiling. And, I, you know, in last well, – year 10
0: definitely the ceiling now. It's little, officially the ceiling.
1: Officially the ceiling. <laughs> but still, like, that's what I always thought. And maybe they would fall below it. But somewhere, you know, between – I I figured somewhere between eight and ten wins, and that's where they are. It, and it, no matter how it's been, so you know. But yeah, like you said, Chargers they're in a, they're in an awful situation. Panthers they're in they you think Saints are bad? Give me a break. Commanders. Panthers don't even have the first round pick that's going to Chicago number one. Uh, they got a quarterback that they probably don't have a bunch of faith in. Pieces are, are all over the map. They don't have a coach like they, they, uh, the Patriots are in a heap. Commanders. The Commanders, they're about to have wholesale changes with with coaching staff, new ownership. Uh, look, so the, the Bears are a, a weird spot. Like, you're better off than, I don't know, 10, 12 teams right now.
0: Here, here's the interesting thing, though, and I do get it, because if you look at as we transition into the Giants, and I found the Giants interesting because, you know, three weeks ago, their fans – in New York, everything was so awful. And I, I like to I talk about how I like to watch Boomer and Gio in the morning and their New York show. And it's New York-centric, although they talk about a lot of other things as well. But everything was wrong with the world. The Jets stink. Zach Wilson can't do this. The Giants suck. They got some guy named DeVito quarterback. And then now, here we are three weeks later, Zach Wilson and the Jets won last week, beat the Texans, had a big week. But the Giants come back on Monday night. And some dude, this dude named DeVito and people are going, whoa, whoa. And I know you talking about it and we're joking about, you know, if the saints can't win you can forget about it. And uh, you know, we're making all these jokes, but giants fans are happy again. They're five and eight. It just goes to show you what a few wins can do to change the outlook. Three wins in a row. They're completely different feeling about the giants right now.
1: Yeah. And I think the giants, they at least see that this team has the ability to rattle off wins uh, and, again, this is the uh, – I talk about glass half full, glass half empty, double-edged sword here. You got Tommy DeVito, and he's winning games. In the last three games, he's put up uh, passer ratings north of 100. Guess who's never done that? The guy they paid a ton of money last off, this past offseason. Uh, Daniel Jones has never put back – put up three consecutive games of 100 passer rating or better. So that you're wondering – is there going to be some kind of quarterback controversy? I, mean, I guess it depends on how the season ends. But still, uh, it at least shows that like Brian Dable is not some some fool who's just like can't coach all of a sudden. Like he didn't get dumb. Like I think he just he overachieved last year with the pieces that he has. I still think the pieces that they have they need better personnel. I don't think he's a bad coach. I just think they need better personnel. So, but that's different. A different story here. And what you know, the Saints, you know what's funny, like the active personnel.
0: You know what's funny is, I bet if you polled the people watching this show right now, God love you. Thank you for watching the show. I'm not blasting you. Don't take this the wrong way. But I guarantee <laughs> you, if you polled the people watching this show and asked them who is a better quarterback, who they would rather have as their quarterback, Derek Carr or Tommy DeVito, I guarantee you, at least half, if not more than half, would say Tommy DeVito. And if you think that, my friends, you're just a hater. Like, there's a difference between being realistic and saying the Saints need to make changes or whatever. But if you think Tommy DeVito is a better quarterback than Derek Carr, quarterback, I, I don't know what to tell you.
1: Well, I haven't, like, watched Tommy DeVito nearly as extensively as I've watched Derek Carr, uh, you know, but you're talking about. It depends on what you're talking about right now, or as your quarterback of the future, I can can pick as
0: any way you want it. You can, (laughs) you can analyze this any way you want. If you think Tommy DeVito now, tomorrow, next week, or, well, I mean, eight years from now, Derek Carr will be like, I don't know, 43. So probably not eight years from now, whatever he would be. But so maybe then, but Danny, uh, Danny, Tommy DeVito will be doing the same thing. Eight years from now, Derek Carr is doing Hanging out with his family.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the family's giving away veal cutlets in the parking yeah, lot of Midlife Tommy Stadium. Cutlets. So uh, delicious! At least it'll be a, a well-fed uh, crowd. But look, it's like Derek Carr. He's. I think Saints fans should look at it in the sense that, look, Tommy DeVito was terrible to start, and then all of a sudden he's kind of they've kind of got some lightning in a bottle, uh, but. If you're looking at situations, the Giants, what do they do? I mean, what if Tommy DeVito starts winning?
0: Can't you can't keep him as your starting quarterback? Why not? You just can't. He is—he was a terrible quarterback in college, and there's a reason. He's just happened. To, he's lightning in a bottle. I mean, we're going to get to our predictions in a little bit, but this dude cannot continue. Maybe this week he can continue it, but long term, there's no no shot this dude continues. Chris Reed. He wants to know if we can trade their contracts, too. Um, If you could trade contracts, then you might have a chance. If someone would take Derek Carr's contract, then they probably would be willing to do it, but no one's going to take that contract. Any GM
1: doing that would be fired.
0: Right. (laughs) Charles Broom, and this is spot on. This is the comment of the day because I talk about something similar in my monologue. Whenever he's disgusted with the Saints, as he is right now, Thinks of sitting in that 90-degree sun at Tulane Stadium. Now, I'm not quite that old because I was a little kid when they played at Tulane Stadium. Watching them lose to Atlanta, something like 62-7, to which is the record, I believe. But I'm not sure that uh, we're as down on them as they are now. I agree. I mean, I think people are more down on this team. And I, I kind of liken this team to the end of the Mora days going into the Ditka days. I mean, I think that's where this team is right now. That's why I say enjoy this. As much as you can, because this last little playoff run, it might be the last one for a while, because if you look at the future of this team there, I know we always talk about them being salary cap strapped, but they're not going to be more salary cap strapped than any other off season. Than they're going to be this off season. They're going to have to cut veterans. They're going to have to make very unpopular moves if there are any popular moves with this team. But I'm talking about they're going to have some really tough decisions, and at the same time, they're not going to be able to bring anyone in. It's just the way that it is. So, I mean, enjoy this ride is my point because this might be the last playoff run this team has for like four or five years. Next year is going to be bad, man, and I mean bad.
1: I think it would be it's hard for Saints fan to enjoy the ride because the ride has been uh, disappointing. Like that's that is why. Saints fans are more frustrated now with this team and the way it's doing than other years when it's been seven and nine. This like this team should have been better. They had the schedule laid out, and it's not like some one one of these teams that they played like was suddenly super great. Like the, the you know they had a, a, the schedule that everyone thought it was going to be easy. It should have been easy, and it still is. Like that and they've the once just, in a lifetime kind of schedule. They, yes, and they've just squandered it. The division I get is it. off. That I, I, is why people are so bent, and rightfully so. Like that they,
0: they have just squandered. I'm not bashing anyone. I get why people are upset completely, totally. I, I'm I'm behind you now. I mean, I know in the beginning that the first half of the season maybe I gave you a little grief. I get why people are upset, and they rightfully so. But at the same time, you still you still have to, if losing isn't going to accomplish anything, you have to enjoy this ride. And the reason why I'm saying this, is because you'll regret it one day. You're like, if this team wins and they still have an excellent chance, they are two to one to win the division right now. I think that's a good value. I think there's a good chance that they win the division. Still look at the other two teams. I think they're better than the other two teams. Whether it happens that way. I don't know. Whoever goes to the playoffs is going to get their ass whipped by Dallas. It, it is what Poor it is. Billy. Uh, either way, either Dallas, I mean, it's probably going to be Dallas because Philly's yes. got an easier schedule to, right. win, to win the division. But, I mean, either way, enjoy this last playoff run. And you look at it and you think about all those days and you go back. And the reason why I liken this team to the end of the Mora days and going in because it's kind of going to be the end, the real end of an era, right? If Dennis Allen does get fired, which I don't think is going to happen, by the way. But if he does get fired, it's kind of the end. They're going to cut ties with this entire group. They're going to start over. That's where this team is going to go. They're going to start over at some point. I'm not saying they should or shouldn't, but no matter who's coaching this team next year, it's going to be ugly. They're not going to have the personnel to win next year. The schedule is going to be a whole lot harder. I think you're talking about like a four win kind of team. So if you ever wanted to see your team in the playoffs, now's the time because it might not happen again for a while.
1: I don't think Saints fans should be disappointed if the Saints go on a run and make the playoffs. I mean, that's what you're ultimately looking for. And I think if they would do that, it means they're gonna win at least three of the next four games. They would e- you know, they'll either finish ten and seven or nine and eight. And I think that when you look at it, it is the route that expectation-wise had like I think people who thought 11 and six. And this, like, I think they were overvaluing what they had. Yeah. So I I, I think I've said it from as soon as even they got Derek Carr. I said, look, he's good enough to get you to the playoffs, and then you see what happens. And then this is where they are. Like, if they get to the playoffs, it would be, then it would be probably in my mind just good enough to get there, and then you see what happens. And so, you know, again, I just think the route that it's taken, right? It beats being the Chargers. The route that you have taken. Uh, to get there is going to be muddy. You thought they should have won some games they didn't, and that. But still, like it's the path that they could be mediocre, a little bit better than mediocre in my eyes. They were never going to be elite. They were never going to be in my mind like a top ten NFL team. Right. I would have them as be like a top t- between twelve and sixteen was what I always thought. Right. I mean,
0: the- if they, and if they win two more games, if say let's say they were eight and five right now instead of six and seven. It wouldn't change their trajectory at all. They still – the only difference is we, we know that they would win the division, and we still know that they would go and get their ass whipped by Dallas. That's just who it is. So, uh, really, in the grand scheme of things, two more wins doesn't change anything. Mark, as uh, being a tongue-in-cheek, I'm sure, when he asked De- De- Dylan Al- Dennis Allen will be back ne- next year confirmed. I mean, no one – let's be real. Come on, Mark. I mean, there's nothing confirmed. It's not confirmed that I'm going to wake up tomorrow. So, no, the, the answer is no. It's not confirmed but I think there's a much better than not chance that Dennis Allen will be the coach of this team next year. Team Mom is asking, the Saints lose Sunday. Is this ride over? Uh, yeah. I mean, if they lose this week, the ride's over, but not tomorrow, it's not going to be over Monday. They're not going to fire on Monday, but that would be one of the ways to get him fired because you get to 6-8, and eight, you're probably not going to win next week against the Rams, then you're talking about 6-9, and nine, and then it's really over. So maybe, so... There you go. Root for him or not. That, we got to get into this week's game and the analysis of this week's game because I do want to talk about the NFL week 15. and know we're getting close. Uh, Terrence says he's praying for me.
1: <laughs> All uh, I know is look, every game I'll, the Saints I'll, I'll have left. Wake up. Yeah, every game the Saints have left is a toss up game. Every single one of them now. Like Giants are a toss up This is Rams not a toss
0: up game, they're a six point favorite. Uh,. I'm calling it a toss-up game. Okay, well, we'll get to our predictions. The the last thing that we do on Fridays is make our prediction. But just for this game, just the analysis before we get to the prediction part, uh, Larry, you look at these Giants, and there's a reason why for most of the year, for a lot of the year, they've been the worst team in the NFL. They can't stop. They can't pass the ball. I don't care about Tommy Cutlets or whatever or whoever's throwing. It doesn't make a difference. They can't pass the ball they can't stop the run the 31st in total offense they're twenty-sixth in total defense and really the only legitimate players in my mind that this team even has is Saquon Barkley and Kayvon Thibodeau
1: well one can rush the passer and one can run the ball and if the Saints uh, continue to be porous on the run defense you know they're going to use Barkley I mean even with with uh, DeVito playing uh, better than maybe anyone anticipated they're still going to be using uh, Saquon Barkley, there's no doubt about that. I'm wondering if Darren Waller comes back. He, they're letting him practice. I mean, right. the Saints have struggled against a tight end. He's been, he hasn't done what you thought. But I mean, quarterback play has been brutal anyway. Darren so Waller
0: doesn't look like he gives a damn.
1: Well, he's getting paid, so he probably right. and he's like, what? What have I gotten into? I got traded here. I'm leaving. Like he's had a, uh, yeah, yeah, it's he's been banged up, and I, I, I could argue that. That's that's not my. Giants' argument, they can. They're probably arguing that. But look, I I just feel like the Saints, if they can run the football, I mean, yeah. we actually saw Jamal Williams running the ball. Like he didn't. He averaged what less than four yards a carry, like three point seven or so. But he was in there, and obviously that was partially because Taysom Hill wasn't in there. But if they can run the ball and not have to have Derek Carr throw the ball, I mean, obviously you are at some point, but. Have the run be run oriented. Get, Will Derek it,
0: Carr be healthier this week?
1: Well, he's off the injury report, right? So, uh, yeah. it, you know, so it's he's going to play. I mean, he's going to start. You know that. Yeah. But like uh, if, they Dane have Dane, some, if they have Uncle some Dane. sort of pulse offensively, I think it'll be. And here's the thing again, if the Saints, the Superdome crowd needs, if they want this Yikes. season to keep going, they need to make it tough. For DeVito.
0: And if you wanted to go to a game, but you couldn't afford it, here's your chance. You get a ticket online for like eight bucks, and I'm not exaggerating. Uncle Big Nick wants to know why did Carr give his linemen gifts? <laughs> they haven't been very good. Uh, that, there's no doubt about that. Well, they
1: probably uh, also feel the same way about him. So, man.
0: Well, obviously, because he gets sacked. Or, you know, made a point of this. He gets sacked, and no one even help, goes to help him pick him up. Jeff Duncan made it that point the other day. Like, no one went to help pick him up. He just, they just let him lay there. Like, we don't care if you're dead or not. Whatever. And then he's fighting with Eric McCoy. Who knows? All right. Look, we are going to come back to this in less than five minutes, I promise. Because the last thing we do is make predictions on Saints-Giants. But before we get there, there are some marquee matchups I want to talk about. we got about a minute to a minute and a half on each one of these games. Before we get back to the Saints, Bucks. Uh, Packers, big game, and the fact that this affects the NFC South standings. By the way, the Falcons are playing the Panthers this week, and the Panthers—they're only a three-point underdog. So, you want to talk about toss-ups? The odds makers think that game is a toss-up. That's crazy. Do you think? By the way, before we get to this, you think Saints Pan- uh, Falcons Panthers is a toss-up at all? Would you? No, I don't two?
1: care. I don't care what you think about the Falcons. I mean, they—the the, the Panthers have like quit. Like, no, that, I can't believe it's only that. Like, that you heard
0: it here first. Upset of the week. The Panthers beat the
1: Falcons. (laughs) Well, I picked the Panthers to beat the Saints last week. That didn't work, did it?
0: (laughs) Well, that's my upset of the week. All right. Bucks Packers. Uh, Look, the Packers were due for a letdown. I didn't think they would lose in New York last week, but on a Monday night, a short week that going back home, Lambeau is actually going to be nice this weekend. It's uh, for Lambeau standards in December. It's going to be like 40 degrees and sunny with little wind. So the Buccaneers are getting a favorite. I kind of like the Bucs here. Uh, I know they're throwing out point underdogs, but I put them in a teaser league, which means I'm getting nine and a half, but I think the Bucks can win this game.
1: I picked Tampa straight up. Uh, I think uh, the Packers, uh, you look at them uh, running the football. A.J. Dillon has a broken thumb. Aaron Jones, he might play, uh, but he's he's coming off injury, so they're, they're a little questionable at running back. Christian Watson, I wouldn't expect him to play, uh, so you lose that weapon offensively. And, like, I think just Tampa is – Kind of just being gritty and being gritty, and I think this is, uh, this is a game where Mike Evans, like they were he was definitely limited last game. I think he can get back on track, uh, and uh, you know R- Rashard White's been playing uh, pretty decent. And like I said, Baker Mayfield, he keeps. You yes, talk about does. a guy trying. That guy is really trying.
0: Yeah, uh, and I I think the Bucks actually have the best value in the division right now at plus. They're like plus one eighty, so you can lay down a ten dollar bet on them to win eighteen to win the division. I was wrong about them. I said they had no chance, like just like two weeks ago. I think they do. And if they win this game, they certainly do. Uh, Cause they'll have a lot riding on that saints bucks game in Tampa in two weeks. I believe on new year's Eve, that could be a very interesting game as we go down the line. All right. Uh, Cowboys and bills. This might be the market. That might be, it is the marquee matchup of the week. You got the bills starting to ride hot a little bit. Josh Allen, starting to play a little bit better data with Joe Brady leading the way. The Cowboys, some people think they're the second-best team in football.
1: I'm going Bills straight up. Uh, I think that they're starting to kind of rally together, as weird as it sounds. I think they're actually rallying around up McDermott after the, the crazy comments came out last week, uh, even though it's a four-year-old issue. But I think they've actually rallied around him. Uh, and the offense, you're seeing more James Cook involved, which is weird because you're seeing less stuff Diggs. but they're, you know, they're able to kind of grind this thing out. And I think Dallas is due for uh, a kind of late season slip up after a big win last week. So I think Josh Allen, I think they can get it done in Buffalo. So, yep,
0: I'm going Bill straight up. Sometimes I think you read my picks column. I know you don't, but sometimes I think you read my picks column. <laughs> Sorry, pick Jim, I don't. I'll, I'll be I, I know, just to pick against me because um, – I'm completely the other way. What, are the, what do the Cowboys do best? The Cowboys force turnovers. What are the, what does Josh Allen do best? He gives it to the other team. I mean, look, the, the bills have turned the ball over in nine consecutive games. And even though they've been better, I think that turning the ball over against the Dallas team is a recipe for disaster. Their, uh, their turnover ratio is plus 15 and there are 10 wins this year and in their three losses. They have only collected one combined turnover. I think Buffalo turns the ball over. I think the Cowboys win this game. And I'm not saying they're going to win the NFC East because I think they have just too tough of a schedule down the stretch. But I think that Cowboys 49ers is going to be one hell of an NFC championship game. Let's just say that.
1: I would love to see that game. I mean, I think the three best teams in the NFL are in the NFC now. So, but look, I just think Buffalo backs against the wall they see that they actually have a chance to win this division because Miami is uh, a little a little shakier than maybe you thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that, no, nah, I guess it yeah, could be. be different.
0: Could be. I just think that, you know, people talk about Buffalo needs the game, like quote unquote, like blood. Well, so do the Cowboys. I mean, trust me, even if they can't get the one seed, getting the two seed matters because you want to play – You want to make it as easy a road as possible, and you also want to make sure that you're at home as long as possible. And if you can't get the one seed, the way you assure yourself you're at least home until the NFC Championship game is to be the two seed. And Dallas has been great at home this year. Absolutely, and it makes a big difference. They know that. I think they will play their best road game of the year this Sunday. All right, before we get back to the Saints and make our Saints-Giants prediction, Ravens-Jags real quickly on this. Uh, Trevor Lawrence just doesn't look right to me. I'll go first on this one. Uh, I think that high ankle sprains, there's a reason why they take so long to heal. He shouldn't have been playing last week. I think that hurts him. That, to me, that hurts Jacksonville going forward. Just get the dude healthy, win the division, and have him as healthy as possible for the playoffs. But, no, Doug Peterson's throwing him in there, and I think the Ravens win this one going away.
1: Well, Jacksonville was very fortunate that the rest of the division lost around him last week. So, uh, But I'm with you. I'm taking the Ravens. Uh, you know, I, look, I, I like the way Lamar Jackson's playing. Uh, he's also getting and he, – and they're getting it done with different pieces without Mark Andrews. You know, you see an Odell Beckham being a little bit more involved, say Flowers. Right. We know they can run the football with a bunch of different pieces. And, yeah, I think Jacksonville – like Lawrence seems to get on the mend, but now they're kind of figuring, well, we got to keep playing if we want to because you got the Texans and the Colts kind of – uh, biting at your heels. But, yeah, I think the Ravens, I think they keep this thing going. Uh, and, yeah, I, I have them uh, I have them winning.
0: Uh, and I think that should be an interesting – can the Ravens turn things around in the playoffs? Again, we're a few weeks away from talking about that, but they have not been very good in the playoffs. It would be interesting to see if Lamar Jackson can actually uh, get things going this year. All right, back to the Saints in our final – uh, as we – the grand finale of the show, giants saints it's Tommy cut. coming us the dome. The saints are six point favorites. What say you Larry Holder
1: giants? I'm not picking the saints. I don't trust them. Giants are rolling. Uh, give me, give me DeVito. Give me Paulie, Italian stallion, Rocky Balboa, even though it's not even in Philadelphia, they're from New York, whatever. I don't care. I'm, I, I'm tired of picking the saints. That's really only my only reasoning. I'm tired of picking them. So I'm picking the giants.
0: Um, Normally, I'd call you like a wahoo right here or something along those lines. But, I, you know, I can't, I can't give any grief to anyone who picks against the Saints right now. I mean, the I have,
1: Giants have won three in a row. I feel like they've got something, some, something going. And I don't trust that the Dome is going to make life as miserable. Oh, for I don't the think Dome. the dome's
0: going to have any influence whatsoever. I, I, I think the only influence that they have is that the Giants have to play away from home. Other than that, I don't think there's any crowd influence whatsoever. The crowd's been embarrassing.
1: Yeah, like I have some logic. I am not picking them just totally out of spite, but okay. I just feel like the Saints. Like, I got gotcha. Last week's game, I'm like they won by 22, but it's like okay, they just kind of like I don't know, stumbled into winning by 22 against mm-hmm. an off team. I think the Giants are going to be fired up and know they have a chance, and I feel like that the Saints they're too erratic, and you know. Uh, I'm going um, Giants. Hey. T
0: is, I think T is hoping you're right because uh, T's saying they want the season to be over. It's always who that. I get it. I guess. Uh, I don't know. Can we get Jim seats next to Tommy? My seats are way up there in the press box. Like they're little, They're literally. You want If there was such a thing as real nosebleed, I mean, Larry knows those, you don't get much higher than you get in the in the Superdome press box. That's it's where the I'll exit. be. Oh, on Sunday. Yeah, it'll, and I'll be wearing something like this with uh, a long sleeve shirt underneath. My, my analysis and my handicap is this. Look, I, I get the whole, and I, I went into the week thinking maybe this is the week that I, that I picked the Saints against an inferior opponent, I mean, against the Saints against an inferior opponent, but I can't. I mean, when you look at these numbers and a, a handicap and analysis, I try to pull myself out of having any human feeling when you, when you pick these games. And the number that sticks out at me The two numbers that stick out at me, Giants passing offense, 32, Saints passing defense, seven. I mean, the Giants are not going to be able to throw the ball. I mean, Tommy Cutlets is going to get ripped. I mean, I just don't see, I think the Saints defense will be inspired. Now Barkley and his over under Vegas only thinks he's going to have like 61 rushing yards. So if if Saquon Barkley only has 61 rushing yards, I don't see how the Giants win this game. And that's where I'm at. I think the Saints win. I think they, they win big. Um, I think when I say win big, I think they cover, but I can tell you right now, spoiler alert, uh, we're not doing a show next week, so we can just go ahead and say this. I don't see how the saints win in Los Angeles next week.
1: I'm picking the Rams. I don't I'm care. Definitely
0: picking the Rams. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. yeah. Win, lose, draw, whatever the saints do this week. And so again, we don't, we don't have a show next week. Cause we're going to be, I'm going on vacation. I'm going a little, very little mini vacation. The next time Larry and I will be on together is on Thursday, December the 28th. Uh, I'm sorry. Wednesday, December the 27th. Um, I can tell you that I'm picking the Rams next week. Me I too. don't care what the Saints do. <laughs> they cannot beat the Rams in LA. That's just my opinion, but we'll see about that. Larry, thank you, my friend. Uh, I won't see you before then. So Merry Christmas.
1: You too, to you and yours, and uh, let's uh, let's see if the uh, if we don't have to
0: forget about it, we'll have to. We we'll don't have to forget listen. about it. The Danny, the Tommy, Danny, Tommy. Like I
1: hope knows. for the, the the viewers and the listeners that I'm wrong. I just I don't I've lost faith in the Saints. Like I,
0: I get it, but, I get it, but I'm just trying to do this as taking my personal feelings out of it as much as it's hard to do. But I think the Saints are that much better than the Giants. I think they will show up, and I actually think Derek Carr's gonna have a.
1: Like day. they should win. Like, they should. Yeah. I just don't trust I think him.
0: it's also think it's going to be a big Alvin Kamara and Taysom's going to come back and, and have a good game as well. It I, needs I, I, that's what be. I think. That's the look key. At rushing, yeah, your Russian defense, they can't stop the run either. They're 29th against the run. So And Kayvon, Kayvon Thibodeau, to me, is, is a big disappointment. But we'll see. Well, there's my handicap. Uh, usually I end uh, those segments with my guess, but no reason to say anything else. I mean, he thinks the Saints are going to lose. Most of the people I think listening to this show probably think the Saints... I mean, have you ever seen a crowd where the Saints are six-point favorites and more people think they're going to lose? I don't know. Vegas doesn't lose money. I'm trying to look at it from as neutral a perspective as possible. Again, I'm a human being, so it's it's not easy to take my personal feelings out of things sometimes. It's like anything else. I mean, you know, people who write news they can't always take themselves out of their news copy people who write about sports can't take themselves out of writing their sports copy sometimes you can try to be as objective as you want but i've learned over the course of 33 years in this business you can't always do it you say you can but it's not always easy so we're trying to predict a game that's why i said yesterday if uh someone offered me a 20 bill that i could put in my pocket or a free $100 bet at Caesars, but I had to pick this game with the spread. I had to go make a $100 bet. It was a free bet. If I win the bet, I get to keep the money, $100. If I lose the bet, I get nothing. Or I could put a $20 bill, bill in my pocket. Hello, Mr. Jackson. Give it to me. Because that's what I would be doing. I mean, it's, it's hard to predict. It's hard to predict how this, this team's going to come out Sunday. I mean, logistically, you went through my handicap. You heard me say it. If you just look at the game itself, the Saints should win, and they should win by more than six. I mean, Tommy Cutlets shouldn't be able to throw the ball against the Saints defense. That doesn't mean that they're going to stop him. The crowd is not going to be much of a factor, which is hard to believe and hard to say. It is true you can get tickets on StubHub and elsewhere, at least the last time I looked, for less than $10 a ticket. I mean, we're talking about, like, pre-sellout days. Embarrassing. I mean, look, I get you hate your coach. You hate your quarterback. But you're still a hoot out. You root for your team, even if you hate hate them, man. Like, if I was just average Joe, uh, I mean, I guess I am average Joe to some extent. But if I were just, like, not in the gig that I'm in, and I were, I don't know, working for, I was still covering the school board. Back in my day, and I could be just average everyday fan. I'd go to this game, I'd bring my kids let my this is the kind of game where you know I likened last week to the preseason that's what it kind of felt like in the dome. go to the damn game, bring your kids if you don't normally go to games, this is the time when you should go. you know let your say- let your kids for instead of paying what you would normally pay. Four, five, six hundred dollars, maybe more, to go to a game. You could bring your whole family—probably you, your two kids, and your wife. You could get four tickets, go to the game, parking, get them all hot dogs. You have a beer, they get popcorn, whatever. And I guarantee you, you're in and out of the dome for 150 bucks. You might not get another chance ever to do that. 150 bucks, you can go check out Saints. Because I don't think it's going to be that way last game of the season. Now, if it means absolutely nothing, maybe, maybe you'll get another chance like this. But in all reality, I think there's a better than 50 50 chance that game is going to mean something, right? And if it does, it's the hated Falcons. The Dome will at least be back for that game. You can want your Saints to lose all you want, but you don't want them to lose to Atlanta. So I don't care who you are. All that stuff I said earlier. If you're, like, yelling at your phone, like, yes, I really want them to lose, you're not rooting for them to lose against Atlanta. You're just not. Because we're yats, for God's sake. And uh, I was trying to think of the way to go out today. Trying to think of a little happy, uplifting feel. We've been, like, all over the map. You know, even when we win, we're losing. But whatever, you know what? I'm going, I figured, what could pick me up more than anything? You know what it is? Benny Grunch and the bunch. I mean... I was like, I'm listening to my kids. I'm, is it wrong to be sad that my kids aren't yats? I live in Mandeville, and I, don't, I think the day of yat is, is going, going bye-bye. One day people are going to listen to like, why does he talk like that? I don't know. Is, is it just me, or is that kind of going away? I'm listening to my kids like talk. They use this, I'm sorry, Dad. I forgot my lunchbox this morning. I mean, that's kind of how everybody's talking you now. It's kind of sad. The Yats are gone. They're not going to know what a six-pack. Go get me a six-pack of Dixie. What the hell is a 6 What the hell is K&B? Two Jacks recipe. What are you talking about, Dad? You're going to McKenzie's. What the hell's is McKenzie's? It's kind of sad, man. I know I'm old, but Lord. And I mean, this dude's getting upset because his kids use proper English. I mean, it's kind of sad in a way. They don't talk like me. My wife's not really yaddy either, so, and she makes fun of me. She says, uh, I have three voices. Yeah, three voices. I have my, uh, my West Bank voice, my radio voice, and my asshole voice. I'm not sure what the difference is, but I guess there is a difference. My kids, oh, though, they, they use proper English. Father, I'm out of milk. Could you please make sure that I have milk in my lunch? Nah, it's not really like that. The Days of Benny Grunch is a bunch going bye-bye. Then People gonna say, what the hell is that song? Probably people listening say, what the hell is that song? There's also people saying, when when the hell are you going to end this show? The answer is right now. All right? Saints Giants will be back on Monday. Program and note. Saints Giants, I'll have Derry's Dime on Monday. And then that'll be it for a little while. I'm taking a little mini hiatus. I will not be back after Monday until we'll have a live show on Wednesday, the 27th. But the next show, we got a special one for you. Number 200's coming up. So not only will Larry Holder be on show number 200, but I'm scheduled to have... Do any of you guys know who Hold the Mayo is? Go check him out. He's hilarious. Go look for him on YouTube. Um, he does a show every Monday about red beans and every... Monday goes eats red beans somewhere else. But he also talks about the Saints and has a Saints show. The dude's hysterical. Warning, he uses the F word a lot. He won't on the show, we hope. But he'll be on show number two hundred. That's all coming up. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. Get your Christmas shopping done. We will talk to you on Monday. Peace and love. My friends. Now for now for. Three french breads Two jacks recipe For the crawfish they caught in Araby On the twelfth day of Christmas My true love gave to me A dozen manurels, tamales Loving fragment bags Tannica refinery
1: Lower night ward eight by your mamas
0: Seventeen street canal. now
1: Ah! Uh. Freudian your. So
0: what, I gotta sing it again? Three French breads. New jacks recipe. And the crawfish, they call